Hey, you guys, it's already going to be a lengthy episode, so I don't want to hold you too long, but I wanted to go ahead and let you know that this is a panel of men speaking. Of course, I appreciate you stepping into another week and pressing play to listen to Miss Red. All right, Miss Red's audience, thank you for stepping into another week. This panel I am very, very, very excited about. Why? Because we always are hearing from our ladies, which, hey, our queens are very important in what we got to say. But you do know men are the head. You do know men are leaders. They, after Christ, it's them. So I was like, you know what? I'm always seeing other men shine their light. But then I see these men behind the scenes even brighter. So what can I do? Because I want their light to be seen. Although they're entrepreneurs, they're in the community, and a lot of people know them. But Miss Red's audience don't, and there's probably even more. And so I wanted to come today and have a conversation with my men of the community. Now, you guys. You know, we bring it real raw and honest here. And so there's no judgment here. It's always being welcome to what anybody has to say. So before we get started, I want to be able to pray over our men. Ladies, if you are single, dating, married, or you have a fiance, cover your man. Pray over your man. If you have brothers, best friends, male best friends, cover them. They're being attacked right now. So, Father God, I come to you right now and I thank you for this moment. I thank you for this day. I thank you for this hour. I thank you for the men that are amongst us right now. God, I just come and I ask that you cover each and every last one of them. I thank you for allowing them to have a voice, to have a platform, and to have feet that are walking here right now. And doing things that you are having them to do. They're using their gifts to glorify you. They're all on different levels, but yet it still points to the very thing that matters. And that's you, Lord. Cover their mind, cover their health, cover their families. We love you, Lord. And in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. All right, fellas. So I'm going to propose a question to you guys. What are some things that you see happening in our community? And when I say community, you can go from your city or you can go worldwide because we are all together. Isn't that the narrative we're always hearing as one unity? What is something that you see happening that is rarely talked about? Oh. Now, who would like to go first? I don't want to interrupt. <laughs> no, no. Uh, you go ahead. Go ahead and dive in. And we yeah. have... Um, uh, I'm about to say, you didn't introduce nobody. I was just about was to do that. Question. You yeah, I was just about to do that. Oh, no, so we have Jason Samuels on here. We have Howard Powell and we have my brother Rory Green that are on the panel right now. And these men are going to come in and they're going to give their thoughts on what are some things that they see happening in their community that is not being discussed 
right now. All right, Mr. Samuels, you are about to start. Um, what are some What are some things that you see happening in your community that's not being discussed? Um, I would say, uh, Miss Red, it, it's really a lot um, that I can tackle on, but I would say the first thing is I would say systematically uh, oppression. Um, I think that in, in life for us as black men, we have to go back on the history. You know, you can go back and do two or three types of history. You can go back and say um, the American history, all the things we went through. We can go back and say so-called, as we identify with as black people, uh, history and, you know, when it comes to family. So I would say for me, it would be one of the key things that would be kind of like structure. We missing a lot of we missing a lot of structure. I was telling someone this the other day. As you know, we getting older. I remember like yesterday we was in high school, but here it is. I'm 39. I'm gonna be 40 soon. So one thing about me as a as a black man in America, which I'm being identified by as a black man, my title, which I don't really like to go by that. But at the end of the day, some of the things that I have kind of seen in life just 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 really just faded away, just starting to fade away. When I say systematically oppression, because it's designed for us to hate to say it, to be nothing, to, to be, you know, to be nothing. So for me, I kind of see that it's it's a structure type thing. And what I mean by the uh, structure type thing is where back then, I would say in the 50s, the 40s or in the 1800s, where we had that generational wealth, real generational wealth is when mm-hmm. you had family. You had it wasn't such thing as an independent uh, independent game. This was taught, this was pushed upon us. So when you was taught, oh, you being independent, you thinking you're being great. If you look right. at all, all the other all the other races out here, we're the only one that's practicing independence just because it's being talked about. You know, saying, oh, you got to be independent. You got to be this, you got to be that. And we wear our, our wealth, you know what I'm saying, on our body. We wear it on our body. Everybody else, they're building, they're believing in one another. So my thing, you know, not to be redundant, I would say it would be structure. And what, the, the reason why I say structure is for the simple fact, back in the days, you had the young generation who carried the old generation, right? So you got the right. young generation right. carrying the old generation, and then the old generation, they would carry the young generation. So basically the old generation would give the young generation knowledge to keep everything going. And everything's come, it, everything comes back full circle. So for me, I, I would just say it would be structure in its own way. And yeah, I would say that. Okay. And I'm glad that you did point that out, using the word um, structure, because Jason, um, as we want to continue, um, I want to be able to come back to you because you do hold that. Even um, in representation in your family. So I'm going to um, hop over to Mr. Rory Green and see what are some things he are saying in the community. But I definitely want to come back for the structure part to you, Jason. Great start. Okay. Great. Mr. Uh, Rory Green, yes. Yes, uh, this is Rory Green. Uh Give me a second. I like what Jason said, and I want to piggyback on that for a second. Um, when it comes to the community and the world and what's going on, mm-hmm. I, think, I think black people, we need to um, expand our minds. And what I mean by that is the world is, you know, 
trying to put us in different minute categories where they can control us. So if we expect then they won't be able to pigeonhole us like the world is trying to do. Um, I don't think we need to be dedicated to the Democratic Party or the Republican Party. I think we need to be free agents. And okay. I could dive into that later, but <clears throat> as far as in the black community, we need to be, you know, go back to the old foundation, the old school, having bigger family. If we have a bigger family or everybody comes together and we stick together, we're a stronger family. Who who can break us? Infrastructure. I think we should have on schools, clean up our neighborhoods, and um, again, continue to expand our minds to work together. And once we have that power, we had in the past, no one can stop it. And that's really, really what I want to um, touch on right there. Okay. All right. Great. I like that. Old foundation. Okay. All right, Mr. Howard, what are some things that you see happening in our community that is not being discussed? Uh, bitch assness. There's a lot of bitch assness in our community. Uh, I like that. Um, break that down because, I mean, that's a made-up word. So break, let's break not, that down. It's not, it's, it, I, I actually made it um, back in 2010, and then Puffy stole it. So it's oh, actually okay. a report. Um, but what happened is uh, bitch assness and entitlement. That's what I'm going to call it. Um, okay. We have an entitled uh, generation that's coming up, and we don't have uh, adults with the backbone to make these corrections to these young kids. Mm. So we deal with a lot of uh, stubbornness. We deal with a lot of uh, inability to um, cohabitate as a culture and uh, raise our village, right? So I heard with. Um, brother said about, you know, having larger families. However, we just need to have tighter community, you know, because we should be able to, we came from a generation where if I got in trouble, then I could get in trouble by everybody in the neighborhood. If, if, if a parent seen me doing something wrong, a parent had the right to chastise me and then go tell my parents. Mm -hmm. Now we live in a generation where the parents don't want nobody talking to these children. Correct. Right? Yeah. But they don't. They they want their children to go and behave, you know, however they want. And so, uh, again, uh, like Rory said, when you have a generation where back in the day, be the the old the younger kids would be fighting for the older generation, and the generation would be teaching them. We don't have nobody teaching. Like we mm. we, we we just have this uh, idea of freedom. Um, but we don't have any structure, like my like like my man said. We don't have any structure. Like it's one thing to make somebody free, but then it's another thing to set them free. So if you just set somebody free, they can just go do whatever. But if you make them free, you gave them the structure to survive in a certain kind of environment. And so what we had, and I won't even go far far back. I'll just go back to the to the fifties and the sixties. Uh, mm -hmm. When everybody was in church and we had the family structure, mm -hmm. I mean, before prior to the war, uh, World War Two, uh, we didn't have big giant homes. That wasn't a thing in America. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was right. after the war, after the rest of the world was damaged, and we began to manufacture everything over here, where we started getting bigger homes and the fascination with that kind of stuff. Um, so we, as Americans, had developed our own society, and then as Black people, we're trying to fit in.
to this you know society but we don't have the connection together and so there there's no the men are being um you know demasculinized on a mm. constant, on a constant basis um we're not able to i'm not gonna say we because I, I do whatever i want but um people aren't allowed to chastise their children right <laughs> their right children. You know what I'm saying? Without possibly getting in trouble. And um, the truth of the matter is you really do have more control over your kids than you think, but people try to use the law, you know what I mean, as a way to not discipline. Oh, well, I can't beat them, so no, beat their ass. Right. You know I mean, <laughs> we got it. <laughs> yeah, right. This is right. So, um, you know what I mean? Like, you used to tell them, call the cops. I dare you. You know what I mean? Right. I'll be here when they come. Now we got parents that are scared to get locked up. You know, for whooping their kids' ass. So, exactly. those, those are really the issues I see um, mainly because it really start with us. Like it can't, it can't start anywhere outside of us. If we didn't have family structure at one point in time, yeah. you know, recently, that's one thing. But the fact that we could trace back just a couple generations and see where we were strongest, where we worked together, how it worked then I, I, you know, I can't even jump back to slavery if I'm looking at something that worked in the 50s, the 40s, the 60s, uh, so forth. I like that. That is oh, oh man, all good things. And as I was listening to each one of y'all, it's like, um, imagine like a chain that's connected. And that's what I feel it's been broken. I feel like there's been a loose here and each one of y'all has something to say. Um, Jason, before we actually started recording, you said something that I feel like dealing with structure is so powerful to know. So, Jason, you are a married man. You have such a beautiful family. And you said, um, I've been up since um, at 5 a.m. in the morning and the things that you do and my wife does the night shift. And you said something about what you and your wife do that I feel like is structure that you do not really hear happening anymore. And I know um, on Miss Red's channel, we talk about a, a lot about relationships, but Jason, can you tell me um, why it's important that you and your wife both partner in making things work in your home? Well, yes, ma'am. Well, I would say this, first of all, you, you can't do without one or the other. You know, God made man and he made one man. Mm -hmm. So both of these individuals play a vital role in, you know, the kid's life and everything like that. They need their mom. They need their dad. So for me, you know, I made a, um, a oath with God at the end of the day. No matter. I think when people think about God, I think people think about church. You know, they think about church. So not to get too far off the subject. So when people think about church, what happens is what happened is you have all these people that go to church. They have good intentions. You're supposed to go to church to to be healed, to be loved, to be welcome. Well, a lot of times people go to church and get neglected. And mm -hmm. then when they get neglected, they go back out in the free world and they kind of the, the only sign of hope of them overcoming any kind of pain or any kind of affliction what they're going through they go mm -hmm. to church so when the church neglects them they back in the world so it's right. kind of it's sort of instead of them you know trying to build that relationship with with God they end up they just go out in the world and just do whatever they want to do so now mm -hmm. to get back to the house of me saying that 
I made a pact with myself, no matter what. Like I, the way I grew up, the way I see things, I don't really want to get too far in debt with it, but the way I grew up and seen things, how structure's supposed to work, it's about the man and the woman. And the way I feel about it at the end of the day, you got a lot of men out here don't want to be men. Like my man said, Mr. Uh, Howard Powell, you got men out here, they, they're feminized. They, they, they being feminized and don't even know yes. they watching TV. So I look at like at the end of the day, what you see is what you become, you know? That's that just how I look at it. So yo, it's, it's like a psychological thing on this, on this plantation of America. You got to be aware of what's going on. So I would say, just like I said, to get back, not to get too far off. So for me to be in my household, I made an oath with myself and God. You know what I'm saying? God, we are the tree. We are the fruit that we bear. And people always say, at the end of the day, they'll judge your kids or they'll judge you. They say, well, you know, the apple don't fall too far from the tree. Or, you know, I know this person, you know, their daddy used to be old alcoholic. You know, that boy ain't going to be nothing but old alcoholic. Or uh, this boy right here. You know, so at the end of the day, it's very important for me because... It's true at the end of the day, when I got my household, I control my blueprint. I can't control what America has going on. You know, I hate to see other kids out here without a father, but it's very important for the kids to have a father. So for me, I'm going to the grave for mine because at the end of the day, you touched on something that I always talk about. It's about passing the torch. We're not passing the torch to these kids. You got all these other uh, ethnicities, they're, they're being passed millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. So therefore, they have control of their generational wealth. Sometimes I, I hear a lot of black people, it's sad. I don't have conversation with older people who's 20, 30 years older than me. Sometimes I just listen to see what they mind frame. And I say, you know what? You are the problem with the generation that's coming up under you. So therefore, now I have to correct your wrong so that I can have correction amongst my kids. So I stopped following certain individuals because of the things that people were saying. So for Amen. Like for example, for me, I'm a man, right? I'm, at the end of the day, I'm a man. I got my woman. I love my woman. I'm, a, I'm keeping it real. Yes. I don't care who, who you with. Wh I don't care who you with. At the end of the day, you're going to go through ups and downs in your relationship. Now, right. depending on those ups and downs, you can bring those ups and downs to your relationship. That's why I was telling you at the end of the day, you can control your reality. Don't let nobody have no control over your reality. But yeah. my my thing at the end of the day, for me, I'm going to the, I'm gonna go to the grave with me with my kids because that's all they know. Because if if, if I'm not there, who's going to be the umbrella for my kids? Right. So basically, they're going to be out there. They're going to get rained on, and you know it's. It just pretty much it. you're gonna get rained on. So, so I said that it starts in the household. You you are the blueprint and you are the structure of everything. So, like I said, like like in the morning, I would say around about five, I'll get up. My wife is tired. It's 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 very tiring, you know, for a woman. You know, at the yes. end of the day, she has to raise these kids, and I have so much respect for a woman because at the end of the day. It's a lot of things that a woman can do that a man can't do. Things That's that a right. man can do and a woman can't do. So that right. woman, she's going to sit there day in and day out while she nurtures that child. Mm -hmm. That man, he needs structure where he can see that young man that I'm raising. He mm -hmm. needs to see that, oh, my daddy, you know, he's willing to go out here. My daddy, he take care of everything. He is the foundation. My wife is the foundation. So it, 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 it plays a big part into having that mother and father in this house. So when you practice, I, I was not to get off subject. So when you, when you have, when you have men out here 
who's running from responsibility, then who's mm-hmm. going to raise other kids from, from, you know, becoming the man. And that's something right. that I frown upon. I hate it. I can't stand a man who runs from, you know, from his responsibility. You made those kids, you take care of those kids. At the end of the day, you might not get along with that woman or whatnot. Just say if you decide to go your separate ways, I hate that. You know what I mean? Because no matter what, and that's another thing that's being preached upon. Oh, man, I had a guy tell me this when I was young. He said, uh, man, you don't have to be with a woman, man, to raise your kids. That's a lie. That's a lie. That's, that's, the, that's, a, that's the biggest part. That's the problem. When you are starting to change the structure of where a man's supposed to be and a woman's supposed to be. No, I am supposed to be there with that, that, that woman, that man, that daughter. I'm supposed to be there with them 24-7 for protection. Even though that woman may seem that she's strong, she's only strong because she has to be strong. It's forced for her to be strong because if she don't be strong, she's always going to be out there drowning. Someone is preying on that woman. So yes. for me, at the end of the day, if you man enough to have a baby by that woman, hey, man, be a man and take care of your kids. Because at the end of the day, it's a beautiful thing. And I think that a lot of times when we get in these relationships, we don't even really reach the potential of a relationship of love, what it's supposed to be. Everybody mm. wants to say when something goes through, when somebody goes through something with they sniff, oh, I can't stand you. Ah, but you'll go out there and have another baby by another woman, and you finna do the same thing that you should have been doing in the household from the front, from the yeah. job. So why yeah. do I need to have a baby by this woman, a baby by that woman, a baby by that woman? It don't it don't make sense to me. So any man, and I, I'm not dogging no man out here because you know, you got some unbearable relationships. You got people who don't want to work together in these relationships. But just on a on a simple note, at mm-hmm. the end of the day, it's like, hey man, take care of your kids. Give your right. give your child that real instruction. Show them how to be a man. Be a man. So I think to me, that's what's kind of going on in today's society. People just having babies, and it's actually marketed towards us. It's like a psychological thing. It's, it's a spiritual thing. Mm-hmm. At so when you sit up here. You're watching TV, and I don't want to throw no names out there, you know. Uh, but when you you know what I'm saying, when you coming on the on the uh, you got your mainstream rappers, yes, but you got your mainstream rappers. Only thing they talking about is I'm gonna show you how to flip this dope. I'm gonna sell this key. I'm gonna hit this B I T C H. Uh, she gonna do this. She gonna do that. Uh, I just I got I just spent fifty thousand on a rolly. When you start marketing that and and, it, and it's directed to the black community, that's already tearing down the structure of what a black man should be. When you have someone like, I could say Queen B, when you have someone like Queen B years ago, this was marketing and structure to say, oh, my women independent, throw your hands up. That's good. Yes. It's something deeper than that. That lets me know you telling a woman that I don't need no man, I don't need your money, F your money, this and this and this. So what we have going on now, you have man versus woman. And right. you have man versus woman. Now you got woman with woman, man with man. This is part of the plan to, uh, you know, to tear down the structure of the yes. black household. So I yes. always tell black people as a community, the war never stopped. You know what I'm saying? The, the biggest war that's being fought is the war that's it, it being fought in silence. So as a black man, you have to watch where you step. There's so many loopholes designed for the black man on this American plantation that no matter where you walk, no matter where you go, it's always a a fall. It's a pothole. So I tell people, man, you really have to be on your your A game. You got to be you got to strategically 
know when to move and how to move. Create mm -hmm. your own business. Start your own business. Yes. I don't been in situations that I can speak on this at Georgia Power where I would do work that no other person could do and remind you they never taught me. So when I would go to work, I would take these contracts and I would make four to five thousand dollars a week on these contracts. But one thing I've learned, I always paid attention when I showed up. Majority of the time, if it's 100 percent, it might be one percent blacks. So when I showed up, mm. look at me and they would question me and they say, hey, man, um, how did you get out here? I said, how did you get out here? I said, what's the problem? Oh, man, I would just want to know you. I, I know why you want to. You want to know why as a Negro on this job and mm -hmm. I shouldn't be here. And the reason you know I shouldn't be here because you guys are not training Negroes to be on a job. So guess what I had to go? YouTube University. I had to pay, take my money out of my own pocket and go to these different um, entities and, and, and get training and do it myself. So when I go up north, what it really races at, what it really races at uh, up north, I would go up there and they'll say, uh, yeah, how, you know, how did you do this? How, how did you get on the job? Or they'll tell me, yeah, we, we, we kind of overmanned on the job, so we're going to let you go. You know, I went through all that. So it got to the point where all this comes back to my structure of my household. Like, I can give up, wave the, wave the flag and say, I give in. So by me, God using me, seeing all these things that's going against the black. Man, I never complained, but I seen mm -hmm. it. But this is why I tell people, be aware of what's going on in your surroundings. Be aware of who's really attacking you from a distance. You know, a person ain't got to be beating up on you to attack you. People attacking you spiritually. Right. So my thing of it is, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't do drugs, I don't cheat, I don't do none of that. This is what God wants for you. This is your blueprint as the individual. If you start right. doing none of these things and you walking like God as a pure mind individual, can nobody stop you. This is right. where the hate comes in. And not to get so spiritual and biblical, but this is this is why I tell people at the end of the day, no matter what you believe in, black people are the original Jews. You are the one. If you know your history, you are the original. This is why people hate your guts. This is why this thing going on with Kyrie Irving, when he was hollering, uh, people say Jewish. Jewish means to be like, to be like. So the people who call themselves Jewish, the powers to be, to be ish, that means to be like. That means that you're not, you're just practicing the Jewish faith. So the original Jews were the people who had brown eyes, people like yourself, people like Mr. Howell Powell, people like Rory Green. You are the original Jews. And this is why at the end of the day, with uh, Adolf Hitler, he was killing people. He was killing those folks that so-called Holocaust. He was killing them because they, they was betraying to be Jews. And he knew they wasn't Jews. So this is why I tell people, and then, and then if, if you're the one, say if you're the chosen one, mm -hmm. if, if they're oppressing God's people, which are the black mm -hmm. people, you're being oppressed. Think about it now. Your oppression. People said, never let a Negro get ahead. Never, never let a Negro do this. One thing I learned about life, when me dealing with racism and dealing with stuff, when you go mm -hmm. on God, one thing about a race is going to let you know. He's going to undervalue you, your word. Uh, you know, so they don't value your word. They undervalue you. Everything you do is a no-no. So when you start thinking about mm. how the influence that you have and the impact that you have on the on the culture, it's a it's absolutely amongst, I would say, the government with white supremacy. Hey, keep that black man down. So you even got the whole world, the ethnicity, different ethnicities going against us. We can't have generational wealth because we don't have corporate wealth. 
they don't allow us to have corporate wealth. Yeah. So and, again, go ahead. No, no, no. And I'm so glad that you brought all that together because um, Howard and I and our um, other panelists, we have been discussing a lot of key points that you have hit on. And here's the thing. The audience has been hearing women and one man, but you you rarely hear black men elsewhere talking. I, I get it. Kanye's doing his thing. Kyrie's doing his thing. But I'm glad that you talked about the story of you going to Georgia Power and how you were treated. Um, because a lot of people think, oh, the black man that's standing in that position, oh, he's being treated. Uh-uh. You're, you're not the only black man that I have heard say that. In fact, I know a small few that are in a position and they say, well, you know what? I got to work harder because, you know, the white man want to try to find something wrong for me to do. You yeah. know, I can't, I can't, I cannot do this. I cannot do that. Which brings me to um, Howard. When Jason mentioned about the, the, um, the American plantation, what are your thoughts on that? It, just how um, being a black man and how do you feel that you have, you come up against any of those adversities being a black man yourself? Uh, I, I know we don't discuss this on our panel before, but what are your thoughts on the American plantation? Because I know you were saying you haven't really ran into a lot of racism, but what, what are your thoughts about the American plantation mindset? Do you feel that it's a such? Yeah, okay. That's a good question. Um, I can't, you can't act like one racism doesn't exist, so I will never do that. Um, however, the limitations in the limitations and the uh, false sense of acceleration, it has been passed on verbally, right? So there's not, I don't feel as a black man that I have to work harder. I don't feel like the system per se is set up against me. Now, I will say that in the beginning, it was really set up for the majority of the people that lived in America, which was white. So we always represent uh, the minority. So how I feel is that we're, there's nothing that's limited. My color doesn't limit me anymore. It did. Uh, it never limited me because I wasn't born when, you know, you know, segregation and, you know, blacks didn't have the right to vote and white only. So I wasn't raised in that. So I wasn't, I don't have any uh, personal experience with being denied because of my color. So I can't use that as an excuse for me not um, doing better in the world or reaching my full potential. We live in a world where uh, black people are millionaires and billionaires. Mm -hmm. um, I refer back to 1921, uh, Madam C.J. Walker. She was a multimillionaire black woman 100 years ago. So um, when it comes to generational wealth, same thing. We had an opportunity to pass it down. We had opportunities um, that we could have grasped hold of, and we chose not to, right? And so that's still kind of 
the same thing now, right? We There's plenty of opportunities out here that we can grasp onto and pull ourselves out of our situation, but we rather not grasp the situation. We rather look for a handout. We rather feel oppressed. That way we can have an excuse not to do. Like, mm. We really watching Kanye, who was a billionaire a month ago, now has a half a million. And so, excuse me, has uh, about a little less than half a billion but he's still able to do what he wants to do. You know what I mean? Like, like he may right. not be able to market, but he can still walk freely. He can still use his money, you know, the money he have access to. Like, he has that. His generational wealth is secure. Only offset about that is his generation that he created is, you know, now half white. But nevertheless, his generational wealth is secure. And so we're, you know, in this era where everybody should be setting their children up <laughs> for generational wealth, nothing, nothing because I'm black says I can't do it. Like there's, there's no, oh, you can't do that because you're black. Now there may be a white institution who does not allow or does not want a black person to be in the upper hierarchies, and mm-hmm. I can 100 percent understand that because at the end of the day, if we have a black business, we frown upon white leadership in that black business. So how can we have a white business and then be mad when white people lead it, right? So it's a it's a mentality that that really just it stretches for some people that it doesn't have um, any um, any uh, validity to. Like I'm not. There's no way a 16 year old, 17 year old, 20 year old should be talking to me about slavery and the yeah. oppression that it had because they don't have. They don't have no idea. They don't. They weren't there, but they talk with a sense of pain and hurt because of what they've been taught. Okay. And they, they weren't taught by the slaves. <laughs> they weren't taught by the children of the slaves. They were taught by the children's children of the slave. Gotcha. You know what I mean? For this hatred. So um, I think that that's the, the first level of division. You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's putting, instilling this fear to the children that says we have to do better. My dad told me, he used to say, um, I could do whatever they can do. You know what I mean? But I don't make myself a mark. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't go sag in my pants just because I want to. No, I represent myself like a, like a strong black person. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I, I respect authority because that's the position that they were put in. I don't, I don't argue with them just because I'm black and they're authoritative, right? I respect that. I give respect. You know what I mean? There's that whole entitlement. Like, everybody say fuck the police, but excuse my language, but soon as something happens, who the first person they call? The police. The police. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's not, and it's the it, they, they, it's it's backwards for me. You know what I mean? So if yeah. we just teach love everybody, <laughs> you know what I mean? Then we can start breaking some barriers. But once we put the color barrier, even to you know uh, piggyback on what the brothers say, the Jews were the original black people. Like everybody was black. <laughs> you know what I'm saying the right. Jews were black, the Benjamites was black, the he, you know, all, all everybody was everybody in the world was black and so we got this even with that israelite we got this stigma that we all came from the jews or we all came from these 12 these 12 tribes and that's really not the fact and so we have a lot of truth mixed mm-hmm. with a little bit of fact and so now we got this whole level of confusion like everything about jesus is about being integrated into a family it's not being the family Gotcha. So we we can't get stuck on oh we're the original Jews we're the original yeah black people were the original because we come from this clay 
who came from that clay that was in the ground. So yes, the, the melanated people are the original people, but we can't literally trace it back to a specific descendant. So it don't matter, you know, I agree with, you know, Hitler realized that the Jews were acting, so he was trying to get rid of them. That wasn't his, you know, that wasn't really his choice. But when you lead a country, you make the decisions in said country, <laughs> right? Yeah. That's, lead, that's leadership. All in the Bible, the kings made the decision and they killed many a people. They killed plenty of families and, and traditions and stuff like that. So that's just kind of how the world is. And so we're lucky enough to be in America where we really have a level of freedom that's pathetic and unappreciated. Mm. We should be appreciative. We should be appreciative of the freedom we have here, but we not. We spoiled. Same reason Brittany Griner had to come from Russia. You know what I mean? Like she went over there thinking, hey, like like it's America. I could do what I want. And no, when you oh disobey in another country, there's a a price to pay. Yes. And so now the she she took that punk ass price, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. she has some weed. But in exchange, we had to give up an arms dealer for somebody right. who got locked up for weed. Yes. Because we don't value our freedom. Yes. And that's not even really being discussed because, oh, it's Brittany Griner. No, y'all don't understand what has exchanged. Get the color off of it. It has nothing to do that she's a black woman. She's black LGBT. Y'all, it's an evil agenda that's going on. And that is what is um, formulating from y'all hearing these men um, like they were saying is coming from what is your blueprint? Which brings me to Mr. Um, Mr. Howard, were you done? I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah, I'm done. Okay. Mr. Rory, I wanted to... um, take what Jason and Howard said, and I wanted to bring to you, because I know it was mentioned, um, just how men have stepped down and got comfortable with not taking care of their children, acting more feminine, um, as Howard used bitch assness. Um, What would be your reality on what you're seeing in your community of such. Hey, you guys, I know y'all be ready to just come through the phone, computer, laptop, and just go, Miss Red, really press play. But you guys, I do want to be in respect of your time. I've already held you 40 minutes, which, hey, I appreciate you. I love you. I thank you. But stay tuned to next week because the conversation starts to take a turn. Huh, what do they have to say to what Howard had to say? Let's be honest. Not everybody that sits at the table has the same mindset, and that's a good thing. We should all be able to agree to disagree. Are you having the same conversations? Stay tuned for part two. Take two, the next step on next week. Signing out, Miss Red.